Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We're getting close to the end of our study on 1 Peter, living in the face of ridicule. We're chapter 5, look at verses 10 and 11. Remember, Christian, we are under attack, and even Satan tries to attack our magnificent Lord. The God of all grace, who has called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Satan wants to kill and destroy. God wants to restore and strengthen. Peter ends his letter with an encouraging benediction. He tells us who God is, what he has done for us, and what he's going to do for us, and what he deserves because of it. No one likes long goodbyes, including Peter. He speaks volumes in these two little but incredibly hope-filled verses. What kind of God do we serve? The God of all grace. No matter my problem, God's grace is always sufficient. If the devil seeks to beguile you and cheat you out of God's best for your life, God's grace will give you the wisdom to see the deceitfulness of the sin. If the angel of light suddenly draws you away from God's preordained path for your life, God's grace will give you the discretion to see the lies behind the light. If Satan as a roaring lion viciously assaults you and seeks to tear your life apart, God's grace will give you the confidence to resist this ferocious lion so he will run and flee. God's grace is a gift of God. God's grace is always available. God's grace never fails, although we sometimes fail to rest on it. If you watch closely, you will see how God's daily grace will sustain you, protect you, and strengthen you against every one of Satan's attacks. What has God done for us? After that you have suffered a while, hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. Have you ever done a comparative study in school like comparing dogs and cats, uh, deserts and rainforests, cowboys and Indians, or 7th graders and 12th graders? It is amazing how unbelievably different the extremes are in God's creation. This simple phrase from 1 Peter 5.10 compares the extremes of suffering for a temporal set amount of time with the joys of eternal, forever, never-ending glory. The Greek word for a while simply means little in duration or number, puny in extent or value, or tiny in size or strength. The word eternal is as big as a while is small. It is like comparing a drop of water with the ocean. It is actually incomparable. Peter was encouraging his suffering friends to focus on the eternal glory of living in the presence of God rather than the inconsiderably short time of affliction and suffering they were presently facing. Paul encouraged the Romans and the Corinthians much the same way when he wrote, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. And for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. What is God going to do for us? Make you perfect, establish strength, and settle you. God wants to perfect us. God promises to fully equip you and gift you to do his will. He has wired you in a way that if you follow his direction in life, you will live a life that truly pleases him. 
You can never complain about not having the right gifts, abilities, or talents because God has equipped you according to His design to accomplish His will and His way in your life. The writer of Hebrews expresses it so well. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do His will working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Have you ever tried to make a list and examine what gifts, abilities, or spiritual equipment God has given you to serve him? I really hope you don't hide your gifts, hoard your gifts, or waste your gifts. Recognize them and use them. God wants to establish you as a master archer. God wants to use you like a well-balanced arrow and point you in the right direction to reach his targeted goal for your life. God wants to establish your direction in such a way that even the storms and winds of suffering cannot cause you to drift off course. God wants you to be established, resolute, uncompromising, and intolerant of any other direction than the one he has chosen, gifted, prepared, and pointed you towards. God wants to strengthen you. Most of us have been overcome with our own wretched weaknesses. In my own strength, I can do nothing. In God's strength, I can do all things. If you combine in song what Jesus told his disciples and what Paul told the Philippians, you will smile, a smile of confidence in Christ. Jesus writes the first verse in our song, I am the vine, you're the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. In response, we sing the second verse, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God wants to and will strengthen you. God will even use suffering and hardships to strengthen us. The same wind that can blow out a weak flame can fan a strong fire. By God's strength, we can either let trials defeat us or draw us closer to him. God wants to settle you. God wants you to stand firm and therefore has given you his word as a fundamental foundation for your life. If we base our decisions, choices, preferences, and priorities on the very words of God, we'll be able to withstand the ridicule and persecution thrown our way. Peter may have been thinking about what his friend Matthew wrote. Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. What does God deserve from us? Very simply put, give God what he deserves. Honor him, praise him, thank him, love him. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Hey, our time's up. I hope you enjoyed this. If you need more help and some meditations, you can go to randhumble.com. If you want more information about uh, the wilds of the wilds of New England, go to the same website. And I hope that today you have a good day.